Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a fright. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the king of horror, Andy G, welcoming you back to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be talking about the Mad Monkeys film pick of the week, Hardware, from 1990 and directed by Richard Stanley. Can't wait to talk about what the future looks like by way of 1990. Uh, looks like a Depeche Mode video, folks, but we're going to talk about that later on in the show. First, I'm joined by the bold, the beautiful, the Googie Keith. Hello, Minium. Hello, everybody. What is going on tonight? <laughs> Somebody's on the video phone. Hold on. Okay. Nope, that's good. Now we're all good to go. Yep. Look out. You get what you want, and you want what you get. You get what you want, and you want what you get. Oh, baby. I want to see your hairy stuff. I want to see your sexy places. Show, show me all the wondrous things that I, I want to see inside of you because I know more of you than you know more of me. Well, that'll cost you some credits, my friend. But no. We're also, as you can tell, we're joined by the psychotic simian, the mad monkey, the prince of Amor's day. Yes, get funky with it, monkey. Oh, yes, King. We are getting more funky than a cosplayer sweating his ass off on Saturday on Free Comic Day. And that's what the Saturday is, baby. You don't know if anybody's participating in a Free Comic Day near you? No worries, baby. Just go to freecomicbookday.com, click Find the Shop tab, and they will direct you to a person participating comic book retailer near you because the only thing better than comic books is free comic books baby oh yeah so just make sure to like and subscribe talking terror on instagram and facebook baby oh yeah and happy star wars day bitches <laughs> may the force be with you yeah. oh that's right i was waiting for one of you fucking nerds to be like may the force be with you all right get it over with all right got it out of your system these are the so, uh, well, we talk, Do you want to talk about younglings? <laughs> Order 66. <laughs> Order 66. Oh, that sounds yeah. exciting. Mm-hmm. Is that a lightsaber in your pocket? You just got to see me. <laughs> but, yeah, no, go ahead. No, it's fine. You guys have your day. You know, your, your fourth and fifth and sixth, mm-hmm. no matter the fuck else it is. You know, I just, I, a whole lot of them yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just enjoy like telling hardcore Star Wars fans that I've only seen like a couple minutes of like a couple of them. And I don't care for it. It's like, what, what, what? It's like um, a movie masterpiece. How have you not seen these? I'm like, nah, I don't know, dude. I was too busy trying to get my dick sucked. <laughs> no, uh, it's Wars. a figure that flexible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I, I know it's got a fan base and it's diehard. <laughs> yeah. I took out my bottom rib, okay? I was trying to get my dick sucked while watching, you know, fucking Mario Bava's 
spirit of the undead 1674 from 1971, because that's a fucking panty dropper, man. That's a Bruno Mattei movie, thank you. Mario Bava would never stoop so low. Blu-ray steel book, arrow release, bitches. I only paid sixty five ninety nine for it, and it's got an interchangeable cover. That's right, because I paid the money to get that shit, because I'm just that fucking lazy. I'm not worried about getting laid anymore. Are you kidding me? I'm fine. Hey, there is a lot of porn, and my hand works still, so I don't need to worry about that anymore. But teenage me wasn't going out to see Star Wars. No way, no way, no how. Believe me. And there's a lot of females out there that like horror movies. Even some more than me, believe it or not, that I've, I've found out. So it's kind oh, of fun. Bullshit. Wow. There's nobody uh-huh. out there that likes horror movies more than you. Oh, <laughs> that is why you are the king of there. horror, baby. <laughs> oh, I know. You know, I'm also you know, I the king of buying you I was too busy watching Let's Scare Jessica to Death from 1971. <laughs> wow, that's actually really good. Way to go, cool. I'm actually kind of fucking proud of you right now. That you didn't just make up a title... <laughs> You actually fucking picked out Let's Scare Jessica to Death, which is one of my favorite movies, and it is from 1971. Holy shit. Can you name the director? <laughs> Holy shit. I'll come in my pants if you did that. Oh. No. Nah, probably not, man. Probably not. No. But I give you so much credit for that because, holy shit, you, did, you weren't like, oh, you were too busy watching uh, zombie fucking meat cleavers. Nope. He actually named a movie. <laughs> Get on you, <laughs> and In fact, I was watching that at a very young age. Let's go just get a death. Um, it's got a great scene with a good dead guy in a tractor at the end, which is fucking so tits, especially when you're a kid and you're seeing horror for the first time. But, yeah, not much about that, because we're also joined by a very astute, very opinionated demonic dean, everybody. Woo-hoo! Oh, yes, it is true. So good evening to you all. I hope everyone is having a wonderful day thus far and is ready for discussion of Various topics uh, this evening. <laughs> Welcome aboard, Dean. Oh, thank you so much for the kind words. Thank you, thank you. Of course. I, I mean, so hey, did you also know that it's May the 4th? Yes, uh, it is. You know, being that, you know, I, I work with, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds, yes, I, I was that was said to me about 91 times today. <laughs> did, did you have kids yeah, running up and down the halls cosplaying as, as Star Wars no, characters? No, no, no. We we did not have any of that. Oh, oh, none of right. that nonsense. Yeah. Private private school. None of that. <laughs> the dean will have none, none of that in his school. No, sir. No, 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 no. no. We put we we, we squashed that immediately with uh, with 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 great with Star Trek shit. <laughs> A letter went home to all the parents. <laughs> but what if it's the child's religion? Are they allowed to practice? What are you asking me? Uh, <laughs> so, so if it is their religion, are they allowed to practice? Are they allowed to come in their robes and shit? Like from their religion that they practice at home? Like their regular religion? That they're claiming know, that Star Wars like, is their religion. Like if Star Wars is their religion. I mean, we are a non-denominational <laughs> or, or Jedi. school. Uh, so. if, if a student wanted to wear uh, garb 
related to their religious practice, be it Satan or Jediism, uh, then they would be allowed to wear such things, but they would not be actively practicing uh, their religion uh, uh, in our campus. Uh, our students are encouraged to be themselves. Like we have one girl who, uh, you know, comes to school very often in uh, like large, like stuffed animal onesies. Um, and, you know, like we're totally fine with that. If she is in class and doing her thing, like we don't care. Uh, but, uh, you know, someone that's maybe a Satanist that wants to wear their Satan garb isn't going to be able to draw a <laughs> pentagram on the floor in the hallway and light a bunch of candles and, and, and spread blood on everybody. Satan garb. Look at, looking at you, kid. So wait a minute. So, so wait a minute. You guys are in, endorsing a furry person that uh, is a practicing Satanist is, is not allowed. Well, someone that's wearing a, a <laughs> animal onesie that's sitting at their table, like taking their notes and doing their assignments, uh, is not like doing anything other than what they're supposed to do at school. Someone could wear their Satanist garb and sit at their table and take their notes and do their work uh, without drawing a pentagram on the floor and, and spilling blood on themselves and lighting a bunch of candles. You're allowed to be an individual chicken, chicken as long as you don't disrupt the class. Like that. <laughs> yeah, no chicken, no chicken, chicken bones. No, no chicken bones. What if they, what if, what if they bring a fried chicken? <laughs> I mean, as long as they're not eating it in class time and they save it for lunch, then that's fine. I'm, I, I'm talking about like you can't find a live chicken, so you got to bring a, a, a fried chicken. You know, I'm not like bringing anyone anything. I don't. They can do whatever the fuck they want. <laughs> I thought you were talking about a pregnancy test. No. <laughs> I'm, I, mean, I don't. I don't know. Being that yeah. my being that the top grade range that I work with is eighth grade, I hope that I never <laughs> have to see one of those on campus. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I guess that's you know. I mean, it's hard to break it to you guys, but actual Satanists just kind of fucking wear black, watch horror movies, and go, oh, "Fucking Satan's pretty cool, man." There's no. <laughs> there's no ritualistic sacrifice. There's no blood drinking. Or, All right, uh, so, know, so King, obviously on. I'm exaggerating. Well, not on a school campus. <laughs> I just, you know. Definitely not on school campus. For a second, I was like, Satan garb. I, can't, I don't look good in a fucking robe. You think I'm going to wear a fucking robe? No. I barely look good in the fucking robe. You should have some now. big flowing robe. Satan, Satan, Satan. You should totally go for the robe. You should have big flowing robe. The, the friar tuck, you know? Yeah, and you probably Dude, feel no. much more aired out and comfortable on a hot day. Yeah. Y- yeah. And then go. And nobody wants well, to wear, see me like, aired out. <laughs> wear, wear a giant black so and red aired out because you'll be covered in robes. <laughs> and then go downtown and stand, stand next to the preachers that are there every Friday in the, in the circle downtown. <laughs> well, they have enough of a hard time when I come walking by with my hail yourself hat on. Like they just they can't wrap their minds around that. There's a pentagram <laughs> on your hat. Yes, sir, it is. Hail Satan. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, Isn't it awesome when you know. people be like, have a blessed day, uh-huh, hail Satan. <laughs> I've done that before, and they know who I am because they try to step aside when I come by. It's fun. It's like, oh, shit, here comes the Satan guy again. He's just going to go hail Satan again. <laughs> like, goddamn right, hail Satan. <laughs> and by the way, a woman's body is her own fucking business, you fucking weirdos. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, wow, the Satan guy really stuck us down. That's right, I did. <laughs> Second that, mate. <laughs> yeah, goddamn right. Fucking church going weirdos. But anyway, with that being said, if you know enough about how Satanists are fun and wear robes, and I could air out my balls wearing one, uh, 
Ghoul and Monkey uh, stuck some time into the world of Moon Knight. And I know they wanted to talk a little bit about that before we get into our news. So, uh, fucking have at it, guys. I'm just going to go take a break and go sit in the corner and watch what the hell is that. Well, there's no beep boop beep here. Um, but, yeah, Mo- Moon Knight finished today. Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, six-episode series. It was... Um, for me and the diva, it was a fun ride, man. Um, really enjoyed how it took a step away from the established MCU. Was completely comfortable being its own story with its own characters, its own set of rules, and was just a really fun, fucked up, trippy as fuck ride. To where, be honest, man, like I, I still don't know one hundred percent what the fuck has happened in this goddamn series, man. Uh, but the diva, she really enjoyed it. She enjoyed all. Of, of the Egyptian gods and nods to the religion that was in there. And yeah, it, it was also just an odd tri- trippy um, journey, if you will, through mental illness, but it was one hell of a pretty ride. Uh, cool, man. What, what did you think of it, dude? Uh, look, look, as far as like the series uh, as a whole, you know, it was a uh, it was an interesting ride. I, I really love the setting. Um, you know, we don't exactly know if this world takes place in our universe. Um, you know, Ooh. because again, in the MCU, we have not seen gods of this nature yet you know what i mean so so it's questionable i know right right? you're you're excited team yeah Um, Yeah. i'm getting a little hard making it grow (laughs) but the uh, focus on your own stuff there king (laughs) i'm not just keep talking to me dean you know how much i I thought the, the mental illness end of things was was very interesting and it was a fun ride at times it, the, the first couple of episodes felt a little rough, especially the first. I, I wanted more Moon Knight, and I, I could have done a little less with Stephen Grant until later, you know, and that's the thing with all of these series. I find that by the time the series is done, I, I, I'm a hell of a lot more pleased with it than I am when it started. Uh, I did feel the ending was a little bit of a, a letdown, though, especially being that we uh, we don't get to see that whatever occurred that 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 created all of that murder and mayhem, and and that was kind of a bummer. But I guess the idea is to lead into the next season, so is what it is. Uh, I thought Ethan Hawke was really now, good. Now, now you did catch the post credit at the end of the last yes, episode, yeah. right? Yeah, I I know who did it now because of the post credit. But you know, again, we got it's like we knew that person was in him because it had come up a number of times during the season. So it was like, you know, finally when they should have showed it to us, instead they just did it to us again, and then they they kind of went the, the, the cheap way out, you know, and they, they introduced us to this person just sitting there in a car with a gun, damn it. Oh, Why did they do that? I don't know. I, I'm, not, I'm not the writers. So sorry. <laughs> yeah, that, that, yeah, that's I another think, thing. Uh, is like, I'd like to see where it's going to fit in. Yeah, um, because for the series, it's like, in general, I wanted a lot more Moon Knight than what I got. Um, you know, I, I was expecting a lot more going on than a lot of the interaction where it 
where things, you know, the first episode was extremely bogged down, and then again it got bogged down, in, I believe, in episode three where we were in the hospital for a lot of the time. And I was just like, okay, where, where the fuck is Moon Knight here? <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, it's like, and all, it was a fun journey, but at the same time, like, yeah, it was just uh, weird and trippy and shit like that. And, you know, you bring up a good point of, is this another universe or are, gonna sit there, are they going to sit there and try and tie this somehow into the MCU? Because rumors in here or whatnot are maybe they're going to sit there and try and work Moon Knight into the second wave of, of Avengers. Yeah, I mean, again, he's... I, I, we know he's... This is a Marvel Universe show. It's a Marvel Universe series. With Doctor Strange coming out tomorrow, this entire phase is going to be filled with various multiverses and, and other universes. And, you know, we're, we're going to... We're going to see how they bring X-Men and maybe people like Moon Knight and gods, you know, into the familiar universe that, that, that we know. Um, and this may very well be part of, like, how, how they're doing it, you know. And, I, uh, I, I, again, I didn't hate it. So, you know, I, I don't know if I would go back. I don't think it was my favorite of the, uh, the Marvel series so far. But, you know, I think it was fun. And, and again, like, I do wish, like I said, I wish it tied more into, like, I was hoping by the end of it there was a little bit of a nod towards, like, Doctor Strange, especially considering they, they lined it up so that this ended the day before Doctor Strange comes out. You know, so for me it felt like, like there, there needed to be something in there that, that made some kind of, like, multiverse connection or, or, or something. But I don't know. I, I see him fitting more in with the Midnight Suns and, and, and that kind of stuff. So maybe we're going to see him with Ghost Rider and Blade and, and all those fellas. Did you oh, get yeah, your Doctor Strange you 2 ticket yet, Cool? Yes, I did, actually. I'm going tomorrow <laughs> at, at 3 o'clock. <laughs> you must be excited. Exactly. Uh, I'm thrilled. Absolutely, thrilled. almost excited. It's, it's a Sam Raimi. Almost excited. Yeah, almost as excited as he is that today is Star Wars Day. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm all about murdering the younglings today. So, dude, I woke up and chose. <laughs> I chose violence. Yeah, because. Because also at the end of May is when we had the debut of Obi-Wan. And I was also talking with some uh, coworkers and stuff like that and just how we thought it would be cool if they actually came out with a Star Wars series of just a wandering Jedi that was just Ronin. You know, not Jedi, not Sith, but just kind of wandering and doing his own fucking shit how he sees fit. I think that would just be cool as fuck. <laughs> I would think so. Could be. Uh, I've got some some feelings on things, man. You know what I mean? Like I, I would like to actually, I would love for them to maybe explore more of uh, whatever religion it was that Donnie Yen practiced in Rogue One. You know where they believed in the Jedi ways, they believed in the Force, but they weren't actual Force users. Um, I thought that was a, a Oh, was that cool... the was that the blue order? I'm having a total brain fart. No, no, the the blind guy mm. in 
Rogue One. Mm-hmm. I'm one with the Force, and the Force is one with me. Yeah. Bad <laughs> fellow. Bad fellow. So I, I would like to see more of that. You know, I, I'd like them to explore things that they haven't really hit yet. But, Dean, that is it for me hogging up uh, horror news with, with just some nerd news about Moon Knight and Star Wars Day. All right. So thank you for the time. The floor is yours, my brother. Oh, well, it's it's not it's not my time to, to designate to you. We all have time to, to talk here about the, the various things we like to discuss on the show. So please don't feel the need to... To thank me, it is because it's not it's not my time, but I appreciate the sentiment. Um, you know, the King of Horror uh, actually sent me an email earlier today, uh, and he said that he really can't believe that we have to dedicate a few minutes of the show to this. He sent me that in an email. I did. Wow, a pretty lengthy one. Yeah, it was a couple paragraphs, and you just replied with yes, which I thought was weird. Like nothing else. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. So that's in response. The fucking the so, dean is excited as always. So excited. I'm, I'm, we're, we're sure having fun now. Um, we oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, talked about in our in our group chat about how uh, Melissa McBride has dropped out of the Daryl and Carol <clears throat> Walking Dead spinoff uh, that's supposed to begin after the main series uh, wraps up and. While rumor circulated throughout the industry about how uh, there was, like, creative differences and whatnot, uh, AMC's stance is that the decision uh, to relocate this segment of spinoff to Europe uh, made it very hard on Melissa McBride's personal schedule, and she just did not find it it being a, a workable situation, and that you know, she also felt this is the right time, uh, you know, to just get some rest after, you know, working on this show for 12 years. Uh, Norman Reedus, uh, where some people had said that uh, the, like, the, the relocation to Europe was his doing, uh, you know, both he and uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays Negan, uh, did speak out about that and call that absolutely uh, absurd that Norman Reedus would have the power to say, oh, we should do this spinoff show in Europe. Uh, Norman Reedus did also say uh, that Melissa McBride deserves this break right now, and you have not seen the last of these two characters together. So uh, perhaps, uh, you know, we will see uh, Carol and Daryl together uh, down the road at another time. But uh, who knows what's going to happen? Uh, So that's some stuff going on in the world of The Walking Dead. Uh, Also Mm. uh, in the world of The Walking Dead was the announced uh, the other spinoff, not the anthology Tales of the Walking Dead, but the Isle of the Dead, uh, featuring the characters of Negan and Maggie. So some additional information about that spinoff is that it's only going to feature six episodes, and they've announced that they're introducing uh, a new character named Isaac, uh, who is going to be one of the leads, who uh, is going to be some kind of uh, confident character that is ruthless in pursuit uh, of keeping his family safe. And this character, Isaac, is going to be played by an actor named uh, Gaius Charles. And uh, Ghoul, you might know him as uh, Brian Smash Williams uh, from Friday Night Lights TV show. Very cool. So, so 
uh, that is what is going on currently in the world of The Walking Dead. Fantastic. Him working. Always good. Getting the paycheck. Getting that money. All right. What's next, Dean? What do you got? I'm going to tell you what we got. Last week, we talked about so many of the things uh, that were going on at CinemaCon. And at CinemaCon, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was on site to uh, present the first teaser trailer for this October's Halloween Kills. And while no footage of this trailer has leaked out in any form, uh, the word coming out uh, is that... Uh, the teaser trailer was super violent and gory. Uh, so how that relates to the story that we're going to be trying to, that they're trying to tell with this film remains to be seen. Uh, but as we know, uh, the, the, the violence and gore quotient in Halloween uh, kills compared to uh, Halloween 2018 was much different. And we'll see what happens when it comes to we will, won't we? Halloween, Halloween ends. Now, we also, will. didn't think, didn't things turn a little sour at CinemaCon with this whole Jamie Lee Curtis thing, King? Oh, well, that's just because they didn't stand up and give her, a, like, a rising standing ovation. They just kind of clapped for her, and she was like, <laughs> whatever, guys. Anyway, here's your footage. And, yeah, so she was kind of not so happy about that, but I, to me, it's like, who cares? No, the, I don't think it was. The, 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 take, the take I read about that was that, uh, you know, her chiding of the audience, like, was all, like, in good fun, which brought more laughter from the audience. But, again, that's just the take that I had read about that. Uh, I read similar. But, like I said, I, I guarantee you it wasn't, in, it wasn't, like, that kind of thing where it's just like, oh, you guys. No, I guarantee you she's probably a little pissed off that they weren't on their feet for Jimmy Lee Curtis, uh, you know, introducing this footage. You know, I don't know about that. Let's, let's be real. I mean, the fact that she's, she's out there promoting this person movie like she was just making fucking activia yogurt commercials a couple years ago so she's probably real yeah. happy to be there but, but, who, but who, fucking who fucking cares she doesn't. Uh, in my opinion uh you know i consider this to be a non-story uh, king of horror but that's i can only no, speak I'm, for myself i'm not saying it's a, an act like a story to follow but no from what i've heard she's kind of a nasty person like you know when people fans meet her and stuff like that so yeah she was just doing yogurt that makes you shit commercials, and all of a sudden she's back doing Halloween. Eh, be a little more, you know, friendly, I guess, from fans approach here at a con or something like that. So, I don't know. Just be, you know, happy that you're working again. That's just the way I would look at it. I don't know. That's just me. That's just my hot take. You know, but I don't know. If I, <laughs> yeah. I had a career that was stagnant for a couple of years, and all of a sudden I came back to it, I'd be like, all right, guys. Like, you know, like Tom Atkins, you make him a minimal movie, he's going to be like, all right, guys. Whiskey on me. Come on, bring it in. Who wants to touch a stash? Come on. I know you all do. I see you over there. You'd just be happy just to, to be working. I think it's where you need to be. Like, yeah, shit lady. Be humble. Yeah, really. Try a little bit of that yogurt. Maybe shit out some of that fucking hatred that you got. <laughs> Man, just a pet Tom Atkins mustache. That would be so right. It would be glorious. <laughs> like, I would be talking about that in my deathbed. I got the touches mustache. <laughs> Nothing I ever did the rest of my life was ever good enough, but I got the touches mustache. <laughs> it, it tasted like paradise. It just tasted like whiskey <laughs> and tobacco and just, ugh. Oh, just, just paradise. 
What a weird conversation. <laughs> I love you, Tom. I love you too, Andy. Aw. And we should sit down together. <laughs> yeah. Tom, this doesn't involve you. I'm talking to the, I'm talking to the hair in your chair. The right King of Horror stimulating romance between himself and Tom Atkins. Uh, content you'll no, just the, no, ju- no, no, just the mustache. <laughs> yeah, no, not yeah, not him. Just the mustache. Like that's the one I want to cuddle up to at night. Not Tom. I mean, I know it's Tom Atkins, but no, come on, it's a stash. It's seen a lot of stuff. I mean, you got Stacy Nelkin in Halloween Three, really quickly. Yeah, t- yeah, t- talking to the mustache and be like, "Hold me like you did Jimmy Lee Curtis in the fog." <laughs> no, he didn't have a mustache in that one. I know, yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I know. It hurt, it breaks my heart every single time I watch the fog too to see him without that stash. You know, it's like fucking Superman's cape. Like you just can't picture the guy without the mustache. Then when you see him without it, you're like, oh, good Lord, what do they do to you, Tom? Grow it back. <laughs> For us. And then he does, and everything's fine again. <laughs> but all right, moving on, Dean. I'll see you guys first. So AMC, uh, you know, looking to continue to build out properties and franchises, has been uh, trying to get into the – or not has been trying to. They have gotten into the Ann uh, Rice business, uh, as we know that they've been working on – uh, their Vampire Chronicles uh, series, but they are also working on a series uh, based on the lives of the Mayfair witches uh, that is starring uh, Alexandra Daddario and Harry Hamlin. Um, but more casting has been announced. Uh, and for those of you that might not know, and I was one of them that did not know, the lives of the Mayfair witches uh, is going to center around an intuitive neurosurgeon who discovers she is an unlikely heir uh, to a family <laughs> of wishes. And one of the additional casting announcements was uh, actress uh, Anna Beth Gish uh, has been announced uh, to be uh, signing on to play a role in this series. I will probably not be watching uh, this series, but I do like Anna Beth Gish going all the way back to the late 80s film that I love so much that she made with John Cryer called Hiding Out. And, uh, you know, any time I see her pop up in uh, that, years that after that. That movie was that, so awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maxwell Hauser. Um, but anyway. Uh, you. <laughs> so, you know, whenever I see uh, Annabeth Gish uh, pop up in something it just always brings me back to thinking about hiding out and once again I love that film so very much so that's why I decided to tell this piece of news on the story uh, but uh, I think last See, week maybe Annabeth last week Gish makes me think of uh, I think of, of of Steel I think of Shaquille hmm. O'Neal and yeah. the movie Steel yeah the Metal oh, Superman there you have it and SLC Punk as well she was really good in that one Yeah, here we have it. Wow. Talking over the MDB of Annabeth Gish. (laughs) Now, uh, a week or two uh, ago, I think maybe two weeks ago, I had talked about how Frank Langella, longtime veteran actor Frank Langella, had been fired uh, from the Mm -hmm. Netflix, uh, upcoming Mike Flanagan Netflix Fall of House of Usher series uh, due to uh, allegations of harassment and or misconduct uh, on the set when it pertains to uh, females on the set. Um, uh, they had said that his role was going to be 
recasted and all shots involving him, all scenes involving him were going to be reshot. Uh, but it's now been announced that uh, Bruce Green, another veteran actor, Bruce Greenwood, uh, will be replacing uh, Frank Langella in the eight-episode series uh, for the character of uh, Roderick Usher, uh, Bruce Greenwood, who is uh, very skilled at playing uh, older, like very polished, uh, smarmy characters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, probably a, a fine fit for that role. Yeah, and I think, I mean, he, what I am yeah. just remembering in this very moment, and I assure you, this was not Ooh. a planned, uh, a planned memory. Uh, Bruce okay. Greenwood uh, as the a lead antagonist in the Ashley Judd, Tommy Lee Jones uh, film Double Jeopardy, Jeopardy. uh, actually murdered the character uh, played by Annabeth Gish uh, in Double Jeopardy. Hmm. So uh, two stories in a row uh, tied together by fate here on Talking Terror. Um, (laughs) But anyway. Like the sun is the hourglass. We know... (laughs) because we've heard him talk about it on the show, that the King of Horror uh, is, a, is a big fan of the fine folks over at Fright Rats. And yeah, <clears throat> sure am. A regular customer. And uh, Fright Rags has announced uh, that they have teamed up for a new line of merchandise uh, featuring everyone's favorite horror host, Joe Bob Briggs. Mm-hmm. There is going to be uh, new T-shirts and long-sleeve T-shirts and beer koozies uh, featuring Joe Bob Briggs, as well uh, as plush dolls uh, featuring Joe Bob Briggs, as well as Darcy the Mail Girl. Uh, so if this kind of merchandise uh, sounds uh, exciting to you, you can head on over to the fine folks and at Fright Rags and place your orders now. And tell them the Talking Terror sent you, and tell them that they should sponsor Talking Terror. <laughs> I mean, what, it'd be nice, but no. Uh, yeah, they've been they've been releasing last drive-in merchandise for a while since they got rebooted on Shutter. So, but you know, they they release figures and and like the uh, Dean had said, the plush dolls now and beer koozies. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's a great site if you like horror T-shirts. I just ordered one this past week for Halloween, uh, since we are halfway to Halloween as of last weekend. And also, uh, they're releasing a Toxic Avenger line on May 13th, so stay tuned for that. Can't wait to see what they come up with, because I know I'll definitely be dipping in for that again with uh, gift cards for my birthday. So, hell yeah, Tromoville for life. Now we just need someone to make you a Tromoville high, uh, <laughs> high school jacket. <laughs> oh, my God, I would love it. <clears throat> come on, that blue and white jacket, Tromoville High School on the back. I'd be rocking that out like I played football for the team. Classic Newcomb High style. <laughs> no. We'll see. <laughs> Maybe one of these days my dreams will come true. Until then, I just sit and wait. But anyway, Dean, what's next? What are you talking about? Uh, Sam Raimi. Uh, I know even though uh, this actor uh, who has worked often with Sam Raimi played uh, the ring announcer in the Spider-Man film, uh, Sam Raimi uh, recently has said that uh, Bruce Campbell uh, would have played the character of Mysterio if his version of Spider-Man 4 uh, ever came to pass. I don't know if this is 
I don't know if this is information uh, that has been previously known uh, again, but what I can tell you is that Sam Raimi has said that Bruce Campbell would have played Mysterio. And in other Sam Raimi news, uh, he also says that Lee Cronin's uh, Evil Dead film, uh, Evil Dead Rise, uh, he says it's going to knock your socks off. Whoa, hold on to your socks, folks. Mm-hmm. Don't go to that theater with your socks on secure. It's going to knock your socks off, I tell you. Yeah, it's going to be scary as That was almost a perfect knock time. Knock your socks off. But I tell you guys, yes, you're gonna lose your socks. You're gonna have to hold them on. Bruce, hold the socks down. <laughs> socks off. Yep. I want that to be on the poster for Evil Dead Rise. We'll knock your socks off, Sam Raimi. That would be a great fucking poster line. I'm nervous and my socks are too loose. Because right. that happens in the uh, theater. If you get so scared your socks get knocked off, what are you gonna do? You can't just buy socks in the theater. Got to bring an extra pair like I do, because you never know when you really have. bring extra socks to the movie theater <laughs> and underwear. It's the long movie. Only, only, you know? only, only, <laughs> only the adult movie theater does he bring socks. This is very bizarre. Well, yeah, because the last time I wore sandals there, it was a bad experience. There was just a lot very, of stuff very on the floor that I couldn't figure out. I know. Well, I mean, who knows? What about porno theaters don't exist, but I do. Tell you where to find it. Mm-hmm. It's not gum on the floor. I don't know. You know what, man? The only time I lose my socks is if, you know, there's no toilet tissue. Dude. Uh, that's, that's a good idea. But you always use wipes, so you're never going to run out. No, you're never you don't sock. No, man, look, if you're out in public, sometimes you don't have that fucking choice, you know? Oh, you, you don't carry wipes on uh, when you go out? Dude, I know you, you know, got a fanny pack with wipes. I got my little blue backpack, bro. It's like a little camping backpack. But, uh, <laughs> See? I told you. This one fucking... Yeah, come on, granola bar, seriously. Um, oh, come on. Like fucking, like all there's like some Tylenol. Yeah. There's like Tylenol, there's some Tums, and there's some fucking ass wipes, and that's about it. Uh, but no, man, I remember this one time of fucking work, man. I, uh, I, I had to, I, I had to, to drop a grumpy. Um, as, uh, <laughs> uh, you do it on the pop bed. As the pop bed, um, a grumpy. And, and my only available fucking, uh, place at the time was, uh, because I do have issues. I don't like to go into public restrooms, especially ones that are like shared. So like if I'm gonna go take a dump, I need I need a bathroom that's gonna be like a private fucking uh, place and I can take a dump. Just so, yeah, so, so yeah, so I can I can, I, I can drop my grumpy <laughs> in fucking in peace and then you utilize the sink to help clean my ass. Um, the fecal matter. But so, so yes, the, the, the fecal the fecal matter. <laughs> um, <laughs> fecal. <laughs> well, well, the dogs were all of 2.5 pounds, the tiny little <laughs> dogs. Um, anyway, she was man, laughing with her friends. I go, I go into a Dunkin' Donuts, okay, because it's normally a fucking <laughs> safe place. But fucking, uh, you know, the one time 
the one time I don't fucking check to see if there was toilet tissue, man, there was no fucking toilet tissue. So, no. nope. There went, there, I was fucking, you know what? There went my fucking, my boxer briefs and my socks, dude. And I was commando and sockless for the rest of the day. Yeah, oh, I had, I had man. No choice. That was definitely you know, solid. You got to do what you got to do. Oh, that's Campbell's soup right there. Yeah. <laughs> got to use your socks oh. and your underwear. <laughs> yeah. That's that chunky beef stew. You don't want that. Listen, it happens, you know, but, uh, but, but. You know, I believe me. I've, I've had. I have worse shit stories than that one. So, I'll choose to keep those I'm, to myself. We're all now. sure you do. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, we we all do. I'm sure. Not just you, Ghoul. I'm sure we all have uh, bad grumpy stories. I know I do. You know, making it halfway down to your park <laughs> and you're walking back with groceries, and all of a sudden, here goes the grumpy, and you have to run upstairs. Uh-huh. And, Cry. Turtle, uh, turtle, turtle. Oh, no, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like Teeny Vision Turtles coming up. Oh, there comes Leonardo and Raphael and Michelangelo and Donatello. Oh, they're all coming out. Gotta oh, get up <laughs> turtle power. There's Master Splinter in there. That's the question. <laughs> yeah. We've, yeah, we've got two Master out. Splinters living in, living in the house now, you know, the... Uh, the, the the latest pet is uh is, is two small rats. So they uh no. which Sam has been wor- she's been working towards getting, so it's not like it was like a surprise type of deal. No, it was uh it was like a, a long planned fucking thing. And I don't know. But geez, the rats. dude, man, it's it's like your house is like, you know, freaking Dr. Doolittle, man. It's like I can't, I can't even imagine how many freaking cages, aquariums, and all that kind of shit you have all over the house. Yeah, I'm sure Five. it must be delightful. Five. Because, well, if you count cages, six, seven, uh, seven, seven total. We also have frogs, oh. Australian tree frogs. Well, because everybody doesn't have those. They're pretty cute, too. They got cute little feet, toe things. I like them. (laughs) Anyway, moving on. What else are we we talking about, Dean? What's next? Uh, Let's see what's next. Lionsgate uh, has reached a deal uh, with Peacock to exclusively bring their big movies direct to Peacock after the theatrical run. Uh, the the main part of this deal uh, will kick in uh, in uh, just a couple of years with what they're calling uh, the pay two tier on Peacock. Uh, Peacock, I do not know what that is, uh, but upcoming films uh, in a Lionsgate stable that will ultimately hit Peacock include uh, John Wick for uh, the Expendables for uh, the Hunger Games prequel, uh, the unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, you know, these are these are things uh, for 2022, uh, but there will be exclusivity uh, in the future as far as Lionsgate and streaming service. New Expendables movie? Oh, shit, yes! That is awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's yeah, what we need in the Expendables. I think it comes maybe in September, I think. Yeah, it's on the way. It is definitely on yep. the way. <clears throat> It's great news for your streaming. I mean, it's keeping people at home. You know, not to go out to the theater anymore, where you can just watch it at home. Like uh, HBO Max just debuted the Batman. 
on their platform. So it's like, hey, fuck it. I don't have to go to the theater. I'll just wait two months and see it on TV. So I don't know. It kind of breaks my heart a little bit to know that the theaters are kind of losing out on that. You can't beat the Yeah, theaters. well, to, yeah, because you also put on the Talking Terror uh, Facebook page that um, Morbius is coming out in two weeks on digital release. That's correct. And I thought that shit like, just came out. It did. No, I guess like what? It's been like, yeah, a little about while. About a month. Month, month, yeah. and like a week or so. I mean, I yeah, watched month it and, when yeah, I watched it, 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 it out for over a month. It, was, it came when, out on April 1st. Yeah, and it hasn't done all that great in theaters. So, and I mean, again, I know I watched it. And, uh, yeah, it was, uh, oh, I tried to watch it anyway. <laughs> oh, that yeah. that good, huh? <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, it's not. No, you know what it so is? Good. I was at my old man's house, and uh, he has a uh, you know like a a, a fire stick that fire stick like yeah opened up yeah and uh, yeah doctored <laughs> yeah but so so it was like an in theater recording of it which whatever oh so, it, 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 that wasn't the problem. You know, the, the, it just turns out that my old man, uh, you know, who I, I love dearly, but he's a talker during films, and like, oh. like a heavy, du- like a heavy duty talker. So you're not really going to be able to watch a movie because you know instead you're engaging in conversation, which uh, obviously you know it's my my dad and I hadn't fucking seen him in forever, so I'd much rather do that anyway. But that that prevented me from really getting to watch Morbius. Uh, what I did see of it though, I uh, no, I, I I don't think it's it's all that great of a fucking movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, wow, Jared Leto, man, what do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just throw him whatever you got. Because he was so good as a Joker. Oh, yeah. Jeez, and, yeah. Uh, d- yeah, because... Uh, yeah, because I, I, uh, I had to see the Batman as well. The, the Devo was like, hey, it's out on HBO Max. You can find a copyright. I'm like, yeah. And, yeah, we sat through it. And, yeah, that was something. <laughs> Tonight, three hours. <laughs> Yeah. Ooh, I, I listen, again, so I will say again, you know what, in in that movie's defense, break it up and try to watch it as almost yeah. like a series yeah. over the course of like a, mm-hmm. a couple of days. You'll find yourself yeah. enjoying it a yeah. lot more after you've seen it at least once. Oh, well, yeah, because he, 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 even the diva, like, our first way through, you know, it got into an hour and a half, and she was like, uh, I need a break. Um, Take a break. Yeah. Can we pick this yeah. up tomorrow? You know, because, yeah, mm-hmm. it's a three-hour fucking movie. And, yeah, so we did it in two one-and-a-half-hour seconds. And you feel it. And, I, and yeah, and <laughs> oddly enough, like, you can tell the difference between the first half where it's a really cool serial killer detective story, and then the second half is – Want to be superhero Batman? Like it's literally, it's the movie is literally split in half as like two separate style of movies, and then they just try to piggyback them on top of each other. And then I saw don't the deleted forget, scene, like the like the King has said. <laughs> don't forget the ma- don't brilliant. forget the mafia movie that's that's in there as well. There's the oh, yeah, third film, the, too, yeah. the, the mob movie. Yeah. And I know yep. I know Catwoman's in the film. I just don't know what the fuck yeah. it is that she actually does. I don't know. She had family issues. She had to take care of. I yes. guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. 
and honestly, yeah, it's it's one of those movies where uh, I agree with the ghoul, where it's like, you know what, that kind of movie lends itself to a home experience, not a theater experience. Because at home, you can watch it and then pause it and then go do something else, or, you know, you can get up and you can go make yourself some food or something like that and come back to it uh, when you're ready to, uh, as opposed to in the theater where you're fucking locked and loaded. You're in there for that three-hour experience. So if you get up to just go to the bathroom and watch, you're fucked. It's just gonna be so lost. So it's like you just gotta hold on and, and wait for it. So on that end, I could see why watching it at home would be the better option, just because it gives you a better chance to take a break and walk away from it. You know, like not like the the ghoul and I had to sit through fucking three hours of it, and I didn't get up once, and I fucking pissed like my life depended on it when I got out of there. So like that was like the best part of the movie. I was being able to go to the bathroom afterwards after I chugged down that drink, <laughs> just release and just yeah. You know, and go to the car and talk about it. Because, yeah, it was like Goodfellas, Seven, Batman movie, and then Catwoman all wrapped up in one. Like, I didn't know what they were trying to do, but they, a sequel's coming, so you're going to get the Batman too. So we'll see what happens from there. But, all right, then what's next? What are you talking about? Uh, so there's some weird shit going on in the Jeepers Creepers universe. Uh, specifically with the uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn film, which, uh, you know, a couple years ago was apparently shot in secret. Uh, But it is uh, apparently caught up in some property, some kind of property fraud lawsuit uh, with a film company, uh, Myriad Pictures, uh, that they they let breach the contract that they had uh, rights to negotiation and last refusal. You're breaking up really the... bad, brother. <laughs> how, how about the power? Nope, you are sounding great. <laughs> no good? Mm, we'll see. All right, that so uh, let me continue and you can all tell me, but apparently... <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm like, is it Okay. Yeah, you're good. Yep, you work cool. All right. So uh, Myriad Pictures claims that they had the right to first negotiation and last refusal for the worldwide uh, distribution rights for any of the films in the Jeepers Creepers uh, franchise. Uh, and apparently uh, Jeepers, the, creators, uh, the creators of it uh, struck some kind of other deal. And apparently... Uh, this can't be released until there's a resolution uh, to, to these claims. So if you are one of the fans of Jeepers Creepers out there that has been waiting with bated breath for the release of Jeepers Creepers Reborn, uh, you're just going to have to wait until they sort out all of this legalese. Man, it's like Friday the 13th all over again. <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to do without our Jeepers Creepers? Mm. Yeah, I'm good without it. I never care for the Jeepers Creepers. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, uh, I I enjoyed, like, the early portions of the first film, and then I feel like mm-hmm. that movie goes downhill after a certain point. And, you know, I, I yeah. remember trying to watch the sequel once and never finishing it. And I didn't even bother with the third movie. Oh, yeah, no, third one is just, it's terrible. The second one is okay. Ray Wise is pretty good in the second one. That's the only reason why I watched the second one. But, yeah, that first one, yeah, first half is fucking awesome. And then when they get to the whole, like, well, it's a creature. It fucking eats people. and blah. Yeah, no, 
it fucking drags. And I was like, okay, well, I don't care anymore. Like, I was, this is fine, I guess, but no. Uh, I actually got to meet the Creeper uh, years ago at a convention. He was a really nice guy. Jonathan America, I want to say his name was. But, yeah, really good guy. Mm. Really was excited about it. Not so much of a fan of the fact that the director is a child molester, but Victor Salva, shame on you, sir. Doesn't stop me from watching the movies, but troubling, to say the least. Yeah, you know, I will mention, and, and you know, the only one of the films in this series that I've seen was the first one, and uh, Ghoul, mm-hmm. I remember very distinctly when it came out, and, uh, you know, I think you had watched it, and then I watched it uh, very shortly uh, after you did, and I think we both had agreed upon that, uh, you know, that movie did have an interesting buildup, and that it took it took its turn uh, for the worse uh, when uh, that first phone call comes from from that lady at the diner when the, when he gets the phone call mm-hmm. about I saw you know, the song being played and whatnot. <laughs> Jeepers Creepers! I heard the song in the background. Jeepers Creepers, where'd you get those peepers? Oh shit! <laughs> she knows something. <laughs> Dustin Long was good in that movie, but his fucking Dairy. Yeah, that's crazy. But and well, we'll see what happens with it. You know, I know there's a fan base for those movies. I just I'm not one of them. I don't care for it too much. I'm not really a big fan yeah, of the yeah, movies. Yeah, there there really is amongst the horror kids that are out there in the groups, man. It's like yeah, there there is definitely a a fan following for for this film series, and I'm just like wow, you know. But I guess you know, hey, you know that, that's that's why there's a, now a fourth one coming out. Is there has to be a fan base somewhere? Somebody's making these movies, and somebody's making money along the way. I don't know who, but uh, somebody is. I'm trying to keep cranking them out. Um, but all right, Dean, what's next? What are we talking about? Uh, we, uh, quite some time ago, uh, talked on uh, this program about uh, property that uh, Elizabeth Banks was developing uh, that has the simple title of Cocaine Bear. Yeah! Uh, based Cocaine on, Bear! Based on, a, based on a true story. <laughs> of accounts in Kentucky in 1985 about a bear that stumbled upon uh, a cache of cocaine that uh, was believed to have dumped, been dumped from a smuggling airplane. And uh, when the dead bear was found, that it, uh, it was found it had ingested um, just a shit ton of, of cocaine, that its inner, its inner cavities were just packed to the gills. Uh, Elizabeth Banks uh, has been working for Bear, but Elizabeth Banks has been working on this film, Cocaine Bear. Uh, it's going, it stars uh, Carrie Russell and Ray Liotta. And uh, no the, way. The, the plot oh. synopsis thus, uh, the plot <laughs> synopsis thus far uh, is that it will be following uh, an oddball group of cops, criminals, and tourists and teens uh, who uh, congregate in a Georgia forest where a a uh, 500-pound bear has consumed a massive amount of cocaine and goes on a coke-fueled uh, rampage for more coke <laughs> and blood. Uh, but holy fucking shit! What I have oh my to God. tell you though is that Cocaine Bear finally has an official release date. Uh, you will have okay. to wait less than a year. Cocaine Bear will be coming on February 24, 2023. Oh, I'll be there. Man, fucking, ha- I will be there with my cocaine bear T-shirt on and the pennant and a hat and everything. I just need this movie, like a Scarface-style level out, bear movie. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out who's going to be doing more fucking rail, rails though—the bear or fucking Ray Liotta. 
It's a competition, it's, dude. That's the finale yeah. of the movie. <laughs> they have a coke off. <laughs> whoever does the most coke wins. And it's not going to be the cocaine bear because he's dead. Ray Liotta wins. <laughs> like, I worked on Scorsese movies, you motherfucker. You want to fuck with me, bitch? <laughs> I can do as many reels as I need to. Shit is awesome. <laughs> Then Sam Kennison comes out going, you fucking amateurs, let me show you how to do a real fucking rail. <laughs> no, him and Al Pacino just tag him in it. You fucking Scarface shows up to do it? You know it's going to be fucking trouble. He shows up to Tony Montana. It's like, oh, shit. No, he remembers the movie he was oh. in. Oh, my God. Oh, shit, man. Whoa, you got the cocaine? <laughs> yeah, because it could be, that's the finale. Just the whole competition. You know, you're the best. Around, nothing's ever gonna keep you down. It's a fucking snorting cocaine. Like, how fucking good would that be? That would I know I'm not the only one. Fucking tight. It would be. Dude, you know I'm on board for this. Right. And then, you know, they all hold up the bear's paw. It's like, oh, yeah, one. And then it just collapses dead. And they're like, oh, that's right. Bears can have cocaine. That's the PSA of the movie. Oh, yeah. The more you and know. <laughs> No actual bears like were the harmed in the filming of this movie. It's like the plot <laughs> to fucking that, tech, that Tekken video game series. Isn't that the one that had the fucking bear as one of the characters? And it does cocaine? Uh, I think no, so. That, no. <laughs> yeah, te- Tekken, you had the, the Russian bear, then you had the kangaroo, uh, then you had um, the tiny baby T-Rex. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, big fucking robot guy. But like you know, meanwhile, like at its heart, it was like just basic fucking human beings fighting each other, except for those random fucking things. I would yep. like to use the mayor, but in pa- pa- panda form. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the, I mean, all honestly, it is a sad story that the bear, you know, found the cocaine and snorted it and, and died. It was all in a system. But the plot of the movie is that it goes on a cocaine fuel rampage to find more cocaine. That's amazing. Like it's going to be voiced by somebody. Somebody and blood. Yeah, and blood. Oh, because it shows violence. So yeah, some voice actor's got to come out of nowhere and do the voice of the the cocaine bear. Just pitch movie ideas left and right as it goes in search of more cocaine. They're just just (laughs) going to hire Chris. They're just going to hire Chris Pratt. (laughs) Oh, they get Johnny Depp for that. I just watched a grumpy, and I need more cocaine. I'm too busy wow, dropping. Wow, so Or if they had the money, the or if, or if they had the money, have Ryan Reynolds doing the voice of Cocaine Bear. I'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just be on board with that, but no. Yeah, I think you got to have like Johnny Depp or Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt doing like an Italian plumber impression. It's a me, Cocaine Bear. It's like wrong movie. No, 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 no. no we're not gonna. No, no, we're not gonna talk about that. We're not gonna Whoa. bring that up. Yeah, can't wait to hear Chris Pratt say those lines. Oh man, he he's gonna like have a fucking hit on his ass like so fucking fast when that movie comes out. I don't get it. You know, like listen, okay, but here's the thing. You know, Bob Hoskins wasn't fucking Italian, right? 
And you do realize that neither is John fucking Leguizamo. Okay, so how come there was no fucking outrage and problem when you had a fucking limey, pasty, English fucking white man playing Mario, and you also had a fucking Hispanic nutjob from New York playing his fucking brother? Okay, but that was that was Pratt the problem because he's not fucking Italian. Go fuck yourselves if you're picking and choosing your problems when you have them. I hate this stupid no. shit. It's so dumb. Man, it was, you don't know, man. It was, it was the '90s. You had to be there, man. You don't understand. You had to like be there, yeah, like you know, on a sugar rush with oh, you know, with your teenage junior Ninja Turtle pies and and, <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh, fuck. Theater, I get it. <laughs> Daniel Goomba. Oh, you saw that in theaters? Yes, I did. Wow, dude. Wow, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> it was the Mario Brothers movie. No, I hear you, but you know what? I fucking avoided it like the plague, bro, because, you know, there was just no way it was going to be good. Yeah, I did. How the fuck? Where where was the outrage that fucking Dennis Hopper played a fucking, you know, a dinosaur? That never fucking gets turned into a dinosaur. Never once. Never once. And what about the Goombas? They're supposed to be, you know, height challenge? No way. No, they're big old fucking monsters in this fucking universe. You know, that play the harmonica. (laughs) And just wander around and dance in elevators. That's not the Goombas. No. That's not my no, Goombas. Goombas were little mushrooms. They were little mushrooms. You yeah. Know? Yeah. In this movie, it was a big old, you know, big old dude. So, yeah. Yeah, it did, yeah, it big, did make big sense. Big lumbering man. motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it made, it, it made no sense at all. <laughs> anyway, so, Dean, uh, do you have anything else to talk about before we close out? I do. To the movie theater. I, I, okay. I do. I do. Oh fuck! And, what do you, what do you got? Uh, we have told you <laughs> that we uh, have learned that the upcoming Texas Chainsaw Massacre video game is the feature original Texas Chainsaw actor Ed Neal uh, voicing the character of the hitchhiker uh, in the video game. Can't have the hitchhiker with that. Very Ed cool. Neal. It's a good picture. It's real good. <laughs> Want to come over to my place? My brother makes a good hitch. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Oh man, so I can't wait to that, those ones. Well, that that so is that. cool. They're tapping into the original actors, though. So you know, so that is cool. Yep. And then, uh, since last week, uh, and the film that we covered on the program last week uh, is actually featured on this list. But since last week, I've seen this list, uh, courtesy of uh, Dread Central, uh, hmm. who has put out their list of the ten horniest horror movies of all time, and I'm here to tell you what they are. So, uh, uh, in the 10 spot, working my way down, we have something called Knife and Heart, followed by something called X. Uh, Then we have (laughs) Shivers. Gonna make you lose your mind? uh, (laughs) Which we covered here on the show. Uh, Oh, Shivers, okay, yeah. Back to back, they have Hellraiser 2 and then Hellraiser. Uh, mm. Then something called The Hunger. Uh, then Ooh, they have Which we've covered on the show. Uh, we cat People. Oh, my mistake. Cat People. Cat People? Cat something. Yeah, do they mean the 1980s version or the original version? Probably uh, the original. I'm that the list. Uh, yeah. But um, let's see here. Uh, no years of that. Yes. Just the, the name. Cat People. 
uh, from 1982, directed by yeah, okay. the remake, directed <laughs> by uh, Paul Schrader, uh, the stylish, slow-boiling, sexually charged horror film. Uh, and that, that, that was the have, sexiest, That was a sexy movie. Ooh, <laughs> uh, what what we what we I know we did cover on the show. We have Society on the list. Uh, <laughs> then the Shunting. from beyond. From Beyond. That's another good one. And then uh, the final title on the list in the numero uno spot is Species. Ooh, okay. Oh. Yeah, I'll put that there. What? More sci-fi than horror, but I'll put Species up there. That's pretty sexy. Well, no splice. Well, well, speaking, speaking, yeah. speaking <laughs> of more sci-fi uh, than horror, I didn't necessarily want to take up more time because... Uh, you know, I look at the clock and I can feel some of my co-hosts starting to sweat. No, we're 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 cool, man. It's not like this is we're covering like an awesome movie this week. <laughs> so. We're not. Oh. Well, you know, he he has yielded his time to you, Monkey. Uh, it is your film pick of Hardware from 1990, directed by Richard Stanley. All right, you know what to do, sir. All right, strap in, because this is the story of a, a cyberpunk story of a far-flung future where the Earth is a nuclear wasteland full of nothing but heat and toxic waste. While space travel is encouraged, many choose to remain on this rotting planet where radiation and mutation is slowly killing off the human race. Many who leave Earth never return. That is except for Moses, dumb fuck, who has come home to, for Christmas to give his girlfriend Jill a very special Christmas present, the head of a Mark 13 battle android. Little does Moses know that he has let loose a self-repairing android that will stop at nothing to kill its prey. <laughs> Alright, yeah. Um, yeah, I chose this movie simply because I wanted to go with a comic book themed horror movie for this month because it's free comic book day. Uh, and um, we've covered a shitload of them, so it was really hard to find any that were left. Um, but I also happen to be a sucker for cheesy dystopian cyberpunk films. Um, now, with this film, I really loved the world that they built here. I'm always a sucker for just, a, you know, the, the cheesy techie worlds of big uh, b- buttony pushy things and big ass, you know, wires that you plug into this shit. You know, I, I'm just a sucker for it. You know, yay, Star Wars. <laughs> I really liked the dying scorched earth, the wastelands, even the toxic cities. But this movie also happens to be about a killer robot, which happens to be a really, really bad, poorly designed Johnny Five wannabe killer robot that really needed a major rebuild. Um, but I did find this a, a fun, dirty little adventure that also needed to learn, though, when to end the film. This thing had, like, four <laughs> places where I would have been perfectly comfortable for it to end, and I would have been cool with it. But it just kept going and going and going like a bad cyberpunk Energizer bunny. Um, but that being said, though, it also, as small as the soundtrack was, it did have an awesome fucking soundtrack. <laughs> you get what you want, you get what you give. You get what you want, you get what you give. Yeah. Hey, I, I fucking love. Hey, I fucking love PIL. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Sex Pistols guy. You know that. So I wasn't involved. I had no no interest in PIL. So, mm. but anyway. So okay, great. Uh, Ghoul, what did you think about Hogbear? 
Okay, so this is the first time watch for me. Um, I, I would guess this probably got a lot of run on like cable back in the day. I mean, it just wasn't when I had cable. Uh, I think had I caught this maybe in like the the, the 90s, like uh, I might have. I might have really enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Back then, it's uh, I, I similar to you, you know, have a, a, a soft spot for for certain types of uh, films of that 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 nature. Um, and this one kind of like it feels like it, it it has inside of it a story that would be more interesting to tell had they had maybe some money and, and and a little bit of time and maybe some writers. Like, put it this way. I'm a big fan of the movie Arena, okay? And Arena was like this <laughs> shitty 1990, like, Claudia Christian, robots versus fucking aliens and guy versus aliens fucking fighting each other shit. And, uh, like, you know, and I, I love the film. And this this never hits that because it's like all the concepts here are just they're just so rudimentary. They're they're trying. They are trying. So there, there were parts I enjoyed. There were parts I didn't. You, you hit the nail on the head with the Johnny Five thing, though. That's for sure because that's all I kept thinking. Like, oh, okay, this is this is fucking short circuit. And instead of input, he needs blood. You know, blood and pussy because I think that's all he really wanted. He just wanted to fuck this chick. <laughs> but so did Johnny Five, you know. It's like third in. Yeah. Except this one had a drill bit, a giant drill bit. But Dean, what did you think of the film? <laughs> you know, when uh, when I got what the title was, uh, you know, there was something about it uh, that was ringing bells to me. And when I started watching it, I one uh, that this film is. 1990. Um, yeah. And I started watching it, and man, and maybe it's just uh, like our age now, and looking back on films from that era and how they've aged, but there was nothing about this, especially the beginning that said to me, 1990, like this to me screamed like early to mid-1980s. Uh, and, you know, when I saw like the image from the cover... And, uh, you know, put it on. I'm like, man, this all seems so familiar. And the whole time watching this film, I feel like, man, like, I feel like I've seen this before, but I also feel like I've never seen it before. Um, anyway, uh, I, you know, just uh, in the spirit of transparency, of course, was not really into this film. Um, you know, this is not really, like, my kind of thing. Uh, and I think my ultimate conclusion is that I hadn't seen it before, but I do feel that if I maybe had seen this in 1990, maybe uh, maybe I would have liked it a little more. Uh, maybe I would have been into it. Um, you know, the ghoul was talking about the film uh, Arena. Uh, was that that's what it was? Arena from 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 yeah. 1989. Ghoul. Um, yeah, and yeah. there was one awesome uh, also movie. that was like a weird um, kind of similar-ish world. I'm trying to remember what it was called. I think it was with Melanie Griffith. Um, Cherry uh, 5000. Cherry Cherry 2000. Cherry 2000. Cherry 2000. Yes, absolutely. Another yeah. good one, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, that was... That oh, one. man. And uh, another one, what was the one where uh, this was like pre... I think it was pre-John Hughes fame, but like 
Molly Ringwald was like the sidekick character. Oh, um, uh, th- uh, that was like Star Runner or something like that. Um, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, Solar Babies. Oh, also yeah, no, I, I, no, I don't, th- I don't think Muppet, she was Muppet in Solar Babies. Babies. <laughs> no, no, Solar Babies. No, Solar. So- Solar Babies was one of them, but, but no, she was in like something called like Star Chaser or something like that. Uh, Legend of blah blah blah. Uh, Not, and it was like 1983 uh, or something. Okay, I'm, 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 I know I'm what you're talking about. Now, but like, so like these films, and even to a degree, like like Krull in that time, like I oh. kind of liked those films. Oh, well, so I, I feel love like Krull. So I, I feel Krull like so I feel badass. like yeah, I feel like if I would have seen uh, this film in that era, that I might have been into it because Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone. Um, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Uh, That's it. So, yeah. So, like, I feel like this fits all in that kind of world. But, you know, watching it now, I wasn't really into it. And I don't know that I would be into it. I don't know if I would be into Space Hunter. I don't know if I would be into Cherry 2000 now. But, um, you know, this one, I just kind of, I I didn't really do this one. (laughs) Cherry 2000 is one of those movies that I, uh, that was coming on late night on Cinemax, and because of the name of it, I had assumed it was a porn. So I was all, like, set and ready for fucking straight-up good times, man, and, and instead I found a uh, a serviceable fucking, serviceable sci-fi film with fucking Melanie Griffith in it. Yeah, and don't, and don't forget, there is there is one, it's, it's brief, but in that film, surprisingly out of nowhere, there is one pretty uh, intense uh, sex sequence uh, where, where Melanie Griffith gets topless, uh, out there, on, like I think it takes place on the hood of a car, um, out there, in the and they are magnificent. So, um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, but, so yeah. brief and intense. They are her. But anyway, yes. Uh, so uh, King, I think there's no doubt. This, I think brother? there's no doubt about it. Oh, there's no doubt. Okay. Gotcha. So, uh, what did you think of this film, brother? Oh yeah, I, I've seen this movie a couple of years ago because of the sitcom The Office. Uh, one of the characters on that show was named Gabe. Uh, he was like a creepy tall guy that kind of took over Thunder Mifflin for a little while with Kathy Bates. He was dating the secretary, and she wanted to watch a fun movie, like a kid-style Disney movie, like Wally. And he goes, well, I have the perfect counter to that, and that's hardware. And he's like, it's not Wally, but it's a great movie about a robot that kills people and takes their blood. And I was like, okay, I kind of don't mind that. And I checked it out because I'm a fan of uh, Shopping Mall. I'm also a fan of Deadly Friend. You know, both robotic uh, killers movies, uh, but yeah, this one isn't my type. Just because I don't know, this movie definitely feels '90s. Doesn't feel '80s. I mean, this movie just slapped hard. Like I was waiting for somebody to break out a Crystal Pepsi or something just to remind you that you were in fucking 1990. Um, that's how just '90s it was. I mean, I'm not. I mean, I like Dylan McDermott, but Dylan McDermott's just the same in every movie he does. He's just Dylan McDermott. Like, he just shows yeah. up and he's just like, look at my hair. I'm cool. I'm sexy. Uh, and then I'll do that. And uh, But, yeah, I agree with you, Monkey. This movie just didn't know an end. Like, at one point, I was like, oh, yeah, we're done. Like, this is it. Like, credits are going to roll. And they're like, no, nah, you got, like, 20 minutes left. And I was like, ah, motherfucker. I'm like, all right. So like, what else do we have, folks? So, um, but, yeah, this is um, post-apocalyptic, like uh, the Monkey was saying, kind of a steampunk thing. And I think that also annoys me because I don't like steampunk. Never no, got this it, is never cyber, No, this is, this is cyberpunk, not steampunk. This uh, is cyberpunk. Okay, I mean – We'll get through it because, I'm, like, as I talk about it, I'm, I'm sure you'll correct me because I don't, I don't know any of this stuff. Uh, it's just people wearing goofy <laughs> goggles and, and, you know, knowing about tech and stuff like that. So 
but uh, we do get uh, the title card that we will see later on in the movie. No Flesh Shall Be Spared, Mark 13 from the Book of Short Circuit. Actually, it wasn't Short Circuit. The Bible. But let's just say it's from the DVD book of Short Circuit. You know, that quote. Because that's what John Five really would have done if he had some balls. Um, so I like we, it. Yeah, because as we go on, we see that there is this very skinny Rob Zombie-type nomad uh, who is all cyberpunked out in his, his fun hat and goggles looking through the desert, uh, scavenging, as you do in every post-apocalyptic movie. There's got to be one scene of yeah, dude. of looking for hey, fucking metal and shit like that. <laughs> yeah, so it's fine, you know. But uh, so the thing is, is that as he's doing it, he, he sees that there's a robot hand in the sand, and then he eventually digs out a robot head. So he's like, okay, I could probably sell this for a lot of money. If you're hoping that the nomads are going to talk at any point, you're sadly mistaken, my friend, because he doesn't say one word. Nope. He just robs zombies nope. himself out of this movie at a certain point, and then he comes back at the end. And as the credits start to, to happen, I'm wondering, you know what? Instead of the fucking funky guitar fucking riffs, why don't they play you know, more human than human? That would fit the fucking movie. Sorry, folks. That came out in 1995. We are long yeah, way away too, from white zombies getting put. It would have been fucking killer <laughs> if, if this came out a couple years later. No, but, plus, that, plus you can't. Plus you can't do more human than human because that was about Blade Runner. Well, you can do it because fuck that. Who knows about that? No, know that's that. that that's that, that song was about Blade Runner. I am learning about that right now, sir. So I don't know about oh, that being about Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah, I just but, know it's a song yeah, but, that strippers like to grind to, and it's a good song. Yeah, because the whole thing about more human than human is. That that is the, the company's logo about their androids is that they're more human than human, you know, and that's what causes the. Bla- You've never seen Blade Runner, have you? I told you I haven't. Like I've I have oh, said it, I've uh, declared it. I've never seen Blade Runner because I just don't care about that stuff. I'm not into that stuff. The futuristic, like oh, future crimes and stuff like that. No, thank you. No, I like guys guys that wear faces on their faces. Is, is, is everyone else cool with me making this a pick in the future? I'm putting it out there now. Is everyone else cool about this? It was already on my, it's already on <laughs> my <laughs> list. Hey, you can I, make whatever you want. Pick, so. <laughs> and I already said, uh, you know, I will cover this. Uh, you know, when we do it, I will watch it. I will cover it. I, I guarantee you I'm probably not going to come off with a positive opinion, but I will watch it either way. Uh, but we All are right. talking about hardware at the moment. So we get introduced through the radio to Angry Bob, uh, voiced by Iggy Pop. We never see him, Iggy but we Pop. do hear him throughout talking about you know the future, talking about what it's like in, in you know the the uh, future world uh, where the government is trying to you know interrupt on things, and we'll, we'll we'll get into it because a lot of what's happening right now in the real world kind of happens in this movie uh, a yeah. little bit. But instead, uh, as this is going on, we get introduced to Harbo Baxter or Max, as Shades call him. Uh, they're buddies, they're friends, they're scavengers. Shades wants to go to New York City because he's like, dude, it's fucking tits. Everything is there. We just need to go after it. Mo just wants to get laid fucking bad, dude. So he's got to fucking it's come Christmas. up with a Christmas present. Doesn't Christmas. everyone? Yeah. But, but also, he, but, but Mo is also on leave from from uh, the Space the Marine. Core. He's on leave. He's, the core. Yeah. yeah, from the core. From, from the core. He's back from space, and it's Christmas time. And he's got to sit there and go t- tap that ass and get that mistletoe. That's what he's got to do. <laughs> so, yeah, so he's got to get, get something cool. Um, we find out that the Nomad is called the Zone Tripper, according to, to Mo, uh, and that he gets that head and the zone hand tripper. over to Alvy, a little fat midget guy that runs, you know, the salvage, you know, shop. 
Tripper? That was of a, course. That, yeah, that happened to be in Willow. Mm-hmm. So, I again, I don't. I've heard of it, never saw it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Angry Bob is hitting the airwaves <laughs> and talking about the death toll standing at 578. Uh, you know what, King? According. Don't don't feel yeah. too too bad on that one. You know what? I've never gotten around to seeing Willow either. Okay, dude, dude are you so, kidding you know, me? I'm not gonna feel too bad. I'm really? not gonna feel too bad then. Hey, victory, Andy wins. Holy hey. shit! Oh, okay. One of those. That I, I always. I've seen that movie like a thousand times. Never have. Yeah, dude. I just never end up catching it. I think it's on like Disney Plus okay. now too, and I just uh, yeah. All right, so the, so the so, dude from Willow, yeah, you know, goes through, goes through the stuff, does out the parts, you know, um, Mo keeps ahead, and then um, yeah. Al- Alvy goes ahead and keeps the rest of the parts as as far as the spinal cord and that the hands that the Zone Trooper picked up. Yeah, so they they make that trade because the skull of the robot would be great for. Uh, Mo's girlfriend, Jill, because we find out that she's a metal sculptor. So it could be for, like, a cool project or something like that. And, of course, Alvy's going to research, you know, exactly what the hand is, you know, to find out, you know, if it could really be of any value. He just thinks it's just scrap. Like, it's just scrap metal. Who the fuck cares? We're not concerned about that because we get introduced to Jill, who wakes up to some sexy guitar licks. Again, 1990. This is the 80s. 90s had a lot of guitar riffs. A lot of fucking, you know, you know, fucking introduce people. So, yeah, you can just tell that this, this smells of... Dude, this shit is like fucking Silk Stockings, man. Like <laughs> fucking guitar riff. <laughs> yeah. You know, you, I was just waiting for that fucking scene, and we do get it later when uh, he enters the shower wearing the power glove, where he's just, like, rubbing up all of them to douse, and, like, they're really fucking playing the guitar riff in that moment. You know, or oh, okay. yeah. Anyway. Wearing the power um, glove. That's, yeah, see, oh, dude, yeah, we, we gotta get to there. Yeah, are we gonna sit there and address that now? Or we're gonna wait till the shower scene to address the power glove. <laughs> yeah, the fact that he's wearing a power glove, and I was like, it's so bad. I was like, power glove, so uh, bad. you know. But, yeah. So now uh, you're playing with power. Because <laughs> they don't. Yeah, because again, we're talking we're talking nineties. We're talking you know synthetics, kind of you know. But at the same time, you couldn't have come up with something that was like maybe a little bit closer to the flesh instead of literally just a glove that you're gonna sit there and throw on his hand, and it's supposed to be a robotic hand. Listen, even the ghoul girl gave them credit. Okay, they had the tubes coming off of the glove and going into his forearm as well. Yes, they did. Yeah, but but again, you're also you know that's just quick liquid latex with some hoses. Okay, it's still, it's still the fact that it was a bad looking power glove. You're asking a lot <laughs> in this little movie, man. <laughs> they, like, they spent all their like money the, on the robot. It's like the little film that could, man. <laughs> yeah, this is the well, little film that couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's very true. Very apt. Very apt, monkey. Um, but. As Mo and Shades go over to Joel's rundown apartment, who else is going to take them over there but motherfucking Lemmy Kilmster from fucking Motorhead? Are you guys oh, like, hell yes. And like, nah, 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 nah. I was like, fuck yeah, dude. I was like, I want you to be my cab driver, Lemmy. Like, you yeah, know he's fucking high drunk at the same playing. time. Mm-hmm. Fucking Triple H comes walking out all of a sudden. And it's like, holy <laughs> yeah. fuck. Starts shooting water out. Oh, man, it's the King of Kings. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, they, they, yeah. Did you guys did you guys read about what they did for Lemmy for the cab scene? No. Oh, because, because no for this scene they actually <laughs> gave him a bottle of liquor and they actually gave him um, an actual revolver to hold, Fuck but yeah, he got so, 
But he got uh, – again, remember, this is shot in England, okay? And, I know. you know, there's no firearms over there. They give him actual firearms. He got so drunk he <laughs> dropped it into the river, and they had to send the diving team to go after this firearm. And they spent hours and hours and hours looking for this thing, never found it. That's, <laughs> that's like a perfect lemon story. Um, but so Mo eventually gets to Joe's apartment and she has to run a Geiger counter over Shades and Mo before she lets them in. And she's reluctant to do so, but she does so anyway. Hey, oh, hey, I'm glad to be back. They get a kiss together. Uh, he presents her with the, the skull of the robot. And she's like, oh, it's horrible, but I love it. It'll go to something really cool. Uh, Shades is going to fuck off and he's going to go get high and do some meditation but meanwhile we're going to have some slow 90 sex in the shower with like I said the power glove and then we're going to have uh, Harvey Weinstein uh, by way of Lincoln Weinberg in this movie just fucking watching the shit out of them bang he's like hey you like that suck on suck on suck on I was like, <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah so man like again this this was the sequence in which the cool girl had come on in here like she was sitting you know in in the living room at you know just prior to this happening and did she go oh this must be one of the dean's picks no 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 she knew full well that this was will's pick uh she tends to like the movies that will will picks uh this one not so much um but this sequence you know with all the sex and shit She's like, you know, damn, she's like, this is fucking hot, you know? And then they go and cut to that fucking fat slob with his fucking mm-hmm. tongue all over the fucking place. Totally ruined the fucking moment. Totally ruined the vibe of everything, man. Ruined any chance oh, I yeah. had of getting fucking laid at that moment. Yeah, that, that Sorry, yeah, no, it, it was terrible. Too, but... The fucking drool coming off his fucking mouth and everything like that. Uh, just, it, just, it was so disgusting, and I was like, oh, my God, look who's the producers on this movie, Bob and Harvey Weinstein. Oh, it's even worse. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I noticed that during the credits, and funny enough, yeah. I, what you had said, like, you know, here was Harvey or whatever, that's the first fucking thing I thought, too. I'm like, oh, yeah, look, it's fucking Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it, it's perfectly and, encapsulating him. And, yeah. Go ahead, Mike. I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and, and oddly enough, uh, Weinstein ended up blackballing her. In Hollywood, because mm-hmm. he wouldn't actually, yes, because she wouldn't actually hook up with him. So, she, yeah, so no, the chick yeah. in this movie is one of the victims of his shit. Yeah, oh yeah, she was. I mean, yeah, numerous, but she wasn't giving in. So good for her. Um, yeah. So, well, after this, uh, we see Alvy researching uh, the part that he found of the hand that was given to him. Finds out that it's a model Mark Thirteen. Uh, this, for some reason, causes Joe to wake up. You know, from having a lot of sex with Mo. Uh, she can't sleep, so she decides to drink some synthetic milk and some tea. Turning on that TV, the a reporter's talking about the government sterilization program that's been ongoing, but also fucking guar. Yeah, hell odor. Yes. We get a little fucking guar yes. music video in this movie. Okay. Uh, no, yeah. no, yeah, okay. No, you get, no, you get a guar music video to ministry. All right? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. It was ministries. I didn't say it was a song. I said it was a music video. <laughs> Okay, because I was out the same thing too, man, because this was my first time watching this movie as well. And I was like, fucking ministry? Oh, hell fucking yes. <laughs> yeah. And then, as, yeah. and then as, as the video's rolling, I was like, wait, is that fucking guar? <laughs> yeah, yep, it is. I, yeah, I, know I couldn't quite figure out the music video, but I know it was them. And this is 90s. Yeah, so it was I, early. This is like before Saddam go go and all that. Yeah, because I was like, I know that's not fucking ministry because they're just, you know, standing around a bunch of cowboy <laughs> no. hats and shit like that. No. I was like, this is yeah. cool as fuck to have a gore video to the music of ministry. This is cool as shit. <laughs> yeah. 
And it was like that new wave ministry too, right before they went all fucking metal and shit, which I gave up on ministry after that. So no, it wasn't really new, new wave. This, this was their industrial shit, man. It was fucking stigmata. Listen to the song, man. It's yeah. fucking tidy shit. I mean, I, it, it didn't sound like that because they're heavier now. I mean, they got even heavier since then. So that's why my mind was like, oh, this is kind of like still the new wave stuff. You know, before they went really fucking heavy. Because now, like, they're like fucking unrecognizable as a band. I've heard the new stuff, the old stuff, obviously. But anyway, uh, so she decides to take the, the head of the robot, paint it like the American flag, and then put it up with a whole bunch of doll parts that Shades found for her. And, you know, Mo, of course, doesn't get it, but he's like, it's cool anyway. Yeah, but anyway, what's that mouth do? And she's Let's like, no, fuck some more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then he goes this whole thing about, you know, yeah, your art's kinda cool, it'd be great if you sold something so my welfare wouldn't have to keep paying for your checks. You know, you, you, <laughs> yeah. a bitch with no job. It's like, dude, you just got laid. She just fucking rocked your world while you're on leave and then, you know, not the once you got fucking got to tap it, also you turn into fucking dick mode here. Going, you know, I'm tired of having to pay for all your welfare checks. It's like, dude, she fucking rocked your world. You shut the fuck oh. up. <laughs> so, well, yeah, because, yeah, exactly. Like, they just had great sex, and he woke up, and he complimented her. But then they have to have a fight about government sterilization and about how, you know, Jill doesn't like the idea of it, but Mo likes it. She's like, dude, it's not a fucking good time right now to be fucking popping out babies. We are in the apocalypse. He's like, no, babe. No, it actually really is cool. Like, we should be having, like, all the babies. And they're like, well... We don't want to talk to each other anymore. Your, your sculpture sucks, and I'm mad at you. Like, okay, well, that's fine for you, Mo, because like, you're not going to be getting that anymore. Yeah, uh, so, yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, odd, it's odd how the news in this movie is, like, parale- <laughs> paralleling the, the news that's going on right now. It's really yeah. fucking mm-hmm. weird. <laughs> well, it's also it's, it's, what that, you say? Uh, Well, it's like, it's kind of like, lightly touched upon but like you really don't fully get like any kind of like uh like real explanation for it but she has some kind of like addiction issue or something she's like high on shit all the time and i think that's Mm. that's the reason why he was so pissy when he woke up um because remember she kind of passed out on him afterwards but she was like in a like she kind of was in like a drunken stupor type of deal she kind of blew him off for a second too before she passed out, and then uh, and then he was all mad about that. That's because then he then he balls himself up in fucking the fetal position to to sit there and sleep. Yeah, yeah, because they do um, because they do yeah. make a comment later in the movie about the cigarettes that she's smoking aren't tobacco yeah. cigarettes. You know, it's, it's no, they're not. Mm-hmm. You know, they're close. A, a blend of some kind. <laughs> she's gone. <laughs> oh, I was say it's a clove. Oh wait. She's so, so the way to go with the Star no. Wars theme, they, they must they must be death sticks. Oh, there you go. What that means? Okay. And so, um, <laughs> Al- has re- Yeah. Ooh, that's good. I have to go for some mozzarella sticks. Maybe after the show. Uh, so, uh, Al- <laughs> you mean the mozzarella? The mozzarella. Alvi, who clearly has had a lot of mozzarella, uh, calls up to Mo and talks to him about. Bring the money. It's going to be big money. Bring the robot head. I'll talk to you when we get here. Meet me in an hour. And Alvi continues to research the Mark 13 project, finding out that it can recharge and repair itself as a multi-combat system and can use six primary and three auxiliary whims. So it's like, oh, it's like a spider. I'm like, okay, cool. You know, we're going to see some of that in a little bit. Uh, but before Mo goes to Alvi, he reads <laughs> the Bible, and he's like, oh, shit, look at this. Mark 3, 13, 20. No flesh shall be spared. Hmm. 
Maybe that robot is a government genocide project. Who knows? We'll find out. You know, real quick kind of like plot point, you know, where it's like, ah, maybe. So, you know, meanwhile, you know, Jill, who is the fucking heaviest sleeper ever, uh, falls asleep to the Mark 13 repairing itself using the power from her apartment. I mean, fucking heavy sleeper. Like, did you take something? Because this thing is not being quiet about what it's doing. (laughs) It's not being quiet. I thought it was using the power of love. Oh, Oh, it's not Huey Lewis. No, this thing is just using fucking power, and I swear to God, like, me, I'm a pretty deep sleeper, but I think if a fucking mechanical robot was building itself right next to my head, I'd be like, wow, what's that sound? No, nothing. Let's go back to sleep, you know. All it's missing is the fucking montage to CCR's fortunate son playing, because it's got that fucking American flag playing on the head. Oh, nice. Don't wave the way the flag. Ooh, that red, white, and blue. Like, you know, I was like, no, no. They didn't know. They couldn't afford it because they put all their money into the effects of the Mark 13, so they couldn't afford the music for that. Uh, but we also find out that this uh, particular model has a toxin with needles in its fingers, like Freddy Krueger, that will get you fucking super horny and hard. Get hard. And it also smells like fucking apple pie. So it's like you know what? That's kind of like the most pleasant way to fucking die, just to have this fucking robot come up to you and stab you with, to- uh, with toxins, and you're like, ooh, apple pie. Ooh, I'm I'm horny, and then all of a sudden you're dead. It's a great, I, that's how I want to go out. Just mark it down, guys, you know, when I'm ready to go. Just bring in that robot. Stab me with those fucking toxins. I'll get fucking hard. I'll smell <laughs> off a pie, and then I'll just die. <laughs> why, why, why don't Viking we just fucking just jam a shitload of fucking pie up in your, in your hole? <laughs> no, because I don't like apple pie. I just like the smell of it. <laughs> okay, so when he wants his Viking funeral, we have to put a bunch of apple pies on this ship before we light it on fire. Oh, that'd be fun. But everybody gets a piece. Everybody gets a slice. Yeah, everybody gets a slice of the apple pot before it goes, you know. Got to be fair. Okay, aging Maybe we could have funnel cake, too. Funnel cakes would be fun at my funeral. Just have a guy just making up funnel cakes, you know, and putting out powdered sugar everywhere. It gets all over my suit and shit like that. So monkey's got to keep constantly wiping off my fucking tie and shit. Stop it. Oh, sugar oh. on the fucking body, guy. Why, why, why are you putting it over putting his body? Jeez, oh, why, why are you sitting there making me in charge of all this shit? It's like, Somebody fuck, man. Gotta, 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 gotta get the fucking ship. You know, now you want fucking pies. Now you want fucking... <laughs> the next you go yeah, with elves in the ears. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, like, a make-your-own-Sunday bar. There's got to be a make-your-own-Sunday bar. Because, you know what? When people are sad, what better way to make them happy than by having make-your-own-Sunday bars and maybe some face painting if there's time. Something, just something to have fun with it. You know, because I'm not do doing the same thing. Just totally, totally made me miss fucking Zips ice cream. Do you guys remember Zips ice cream <laughs> yeah. when we were kids? I do remember Zips. Yep. Yep. I had it quite a while. Yeah. Oh, I wish it, I wish I could have some of that right now. Dude, fucking you build your own Sunday, dude. They had the fucking trays yep. and trays and trays of like every mm-hmm. single fucking type of topping. You know, and as a kid, oh, yeah. you'd be like yeah. fucking. Yeah, we're going to put fucking M&M's and peanuts and this and that. You know, it always ended up tasting like shit when all was said and done, but it was worth it. No, it was, it was so worth it. But anyway, back to the action with Jill. Uh, you know, she gets up. She gets, she's awakened by the Mark 13 trying to kill her. Uh, we don't know if it's trying to kill her, trying to rape her. Uh, at one point, it's kind of a mixed bag of what it's trying to do. Uh, but for right now, I think it wants her. to fuck her. Uh, I think it wants to do both. I think it wants to kill and fuck. You know, fuck and kill, yeah. you know, in that order. 
Or maybe not. Maybe, yeah, but but, maybe but, 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 meanwhile, but meanwhile, that. it's just acting like Eddie, Eddie Munster in The Lost Boys, where he just wants to tear up her bed. You know, yeah. <laughs> it just drove up there, wants to tear up the bed, throw the bed into a million pieces, you know, shredding feathers and shit like that all over the place. <laughs> While, you know, we get our first glimpse kind of at the robot. You know, and this yeah, is why I kept yeah. being pissed off about this movie is because when every time you think you're going to see the robot, you don't. You know, and they mm-hmm. spent so much fucking money on this robot. Like, they actually made an actual robot for this movie, you know, and we hardly ever get to see it. Yeah, I know. I mean, we, we do towards the end when we get into that bathroom sequence. I think that you get the best possible shots that you're going to get of the Mark 13. Yeah. You know, in that, in that killer uh, format. Um, but, yeah, in the dark, you don't really get it too much. Uh, you know, as Jill is running for her life and trying to override the, the emergency system, uh, big old fucking pervert Lincoln, uh, you can call me Link, by the way, comes on over and he's like, I don't think your boyfriend treats you right, and I don't think he's really that good. I mean, I watch you guys all the time, and it's pretty fucking hot, but it's not really hot right now. By the way, I installed the system, so I could just override it for you. Remember that time I was over here and, I, and you gave me coffee, you know, two sugars? Ha, ha, ha. No. You know, uh, anyway. No. So, uh, Fix it and get the fuck know, out. So, <laughs> yeah, so anyway, while I'm working on the system, and I'm going to sing to you for a little bit, uh, you know, do you mind bending over and fucking yelling at my asshole for a few minutes? That kind of turns me on. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. Okay. All right, so we're not going to do that. That's fine. Uh, anyway, so don't be afraid of me. You know, I mean, your boyfriend's in the corner and everything like that. I know he's going to be back in a minute, but, like, really, just, like, pinch my nipples and call me a bitch, and then I'll be out of here. And, no, you don't want to hear that Okay, fine. And here, how about you pass me the only possible weapon that's in this apartment? How about you give me the flame torch? You know, because I'm a complete yeah. stranger. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of weird, you know, and how about you just give me that big old open flame, you know, because nothing possibly could happen, you know, if you sit there and give me that shit. Oh, and by the way, I'm just going to go over here and open up the blinds real quick because I noticed they were closed, and if they're closed, I can't see you fuck your boyfriend. So I'm just going to – oh, wait, look, it's Mark 13. Oh, what shit. What do you want to see my eyes for? Oh, no, he's gouging out my eyes, and he's dismembering me with his loud fucking sex organ. It's a drill. And, of course, the downstairs neighbor is like, oh, my God, all that loud sex, and they're not even married. And I was like, okay, that kind of got a laugh out of me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she can't tell the difference between a robot killing somebody and sex. It gave me major – dude, this gave me major flashbacks to my mom because anytime I was they'd be trying to make out with a girlfriend in high school, all she, all she would do is sit there and just bang on the ceiling with the fucking broom and just be, be like, calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anytime something was on, she would, she, would, she would never bother to actually come upstairs and be like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? She would just bang on the fucking ceiling because <laughs> she was busy watching her fucking Stop TV it. shows. <laughs> Squeak, 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 stop it up there. God, I'm trying to watch more of you. Yeah. Fine, oh, no, 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 no. It was never something like that. It was always Masterpiece Theater. Remember, mom was English. <laughs> oh, that's true, yeah. And she wasn't going to watch Jimmy Savile or anything like that? Nope. No, she, nope. no, she, she never watched any. The, nope, the only trashy theater, the only trashy TV Trisha? she watched nope. was PTL. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, it wasn't. I, I wouldn't mind that. I would have watched it with her. I didn't mind Masterpiece Theater. They used to watch that when I was a kid. Uh, but the, the Mark 13 is easily tricked because it uses infrared to see your body temperature. So what does Jill decide to do? Well, I'm going to go hide in the fridge. Because once that Ooh, fridge like, happens, like you're never going to see my Yeah, exactly, <laughs> which they stole from, obviously. But uh, So they, they have a, a small fight, 
between Jill and Mark 13 as Mo arrives. He's like, oh, my God, I'm here with Chase, and I'm here to save you. Jill, please let me in. But Jill's like, hey, one second. I'm trying to fucking end this real quick. Uh, I got, you know, my cigarettes in the big pack, and I'm going to light it up, and I'm going to throw it at a gas source so that the Mark 13 catches and explodes out of the Fucking yes. Like, shoots out and, of the fucking apartment in the movie. Yeah. No, dude, no. That's, it. that's it. That's that's the thing. <laughs> it, it easily could have ended here. It could have ended here. But what I fucking love, and it's my favorite scene in the movie, it's because Mo finally gets into the apartment, and when the Mark 13 comes back in, he's armed with a shotgun and the security guards. They blow the, the robot out of the window again, thinking that it's done. And he's like, there, I saved you. What do you think? Like, <laughs> what? No, I, was, I had to rewind it because of his attitude. Here, let me bandage you up. Like, I can fucking get it. It's okay, baby. It's okay. I'm here now. Everything's going to be fine. Like, I, I no, saved and, you. And, My big gun. Yeah, she's like, did and you she, not see that like, fucking blow it out a window? <laughs> yeah, and, and, she, and, she, and we have this awesome thing of, you know, again, 90s comics coming into effect here, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know because the goal, the, because the goal was there, you know, as the, uh, fe, you know, feminine co- co- comics were coming in, and shit like that, uh, you know, of the bad girls, and it was like, fuck you, no, I got my own shit, alright, I don't need you to fucking save me, you know, as she's banning her own yeah. shit, going, fuck you, space boy, you know, cause... it was great. <laughs> I really liked it. I liked her attitude. I liked that she was like, you know what? Like, you're fucking so happy that, like, everything's fine that you're here. Like, I was fucking handling everything. So, again, like the monkey had said, yeah, this could be the ending. You know, Shade's coming up and being like, you know what? You're not a bad idea after all, huh? And then all of a sudden they kick into, like, a pop song and they all hug each other and high five. That could have been it, and I would have been fine. I would have been like, that's great. Like, that's a funny way to do it. But, no, of course not. Uh, it's not done because Mark 13 isn't done. They all know that nope. it's built for population control at this point. Uh, and she just wants to not move with that robot anymore. But, of course, it lunges through, like fucking Jason Voorhees, grabs Jill, <laughs> and sends her flying onto a power wire, where she's like, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And, you know, Moe's like, oh, no, just grab my hand, babe. Just grab my hand. You're going to be okay. And she's like, no, I'm fucking not. This fucking robot wants to kill me. No, no, no you're fine. My like, strong The man hand. is here. The man is here, baby. <laughs> I have the power glove on, and I'm ready to fucking catch you. But, no. So what Mark 13 does is he sends her crashing through the downstairs neighbor's apartment, ruining fucking dinner. And then she lands oh, no, on the table, no, eyes fucking wide open. <laughs> like, holy shit, oh, is no, she no. dead? <laughs> like, no. Like, they did the worst job of having her fucking eyes be wide open for that shot where she lands on the table. It's like, oh, no, she's dead. Oh, no, wait, no, she's going to come back. It's going to be fine. Because now Mo <laughs> is going to be the one to go do battle with Mark 13. You want some, bitch? You want some? Got the power glove on? Got the shotgun? What's up, bitch? And he immediately Got gets stabbed by the, tr- the toxins. Oh, dude, yeah. So fucking fat. <laughs> and all of a sudden, he's like, that's all you got, huh? Oh, wait, what's those puncture marks on my arm? Oh, man, is my dick getting hard? No, oh, no, no. no because, but because then he's in there, pulls off the cocky shit about you can't do shit to me because I am protected by God. I am protected by God. You can't do a goddamn thing to me. As his hand, as his as as his good hand, <laughs> thank you, Google, um, starts melting away, and we get these cool little melty effects going on. And he's trying, to, yeah. like, and I guess he's trying to, like, you know, treat it like a snake venom, and he's cutting yeah, his yeah. wrist, trying, you know, trying mm-hmm. to get the venom out, even though the venom went in through his leg. Yeah, not his hand. <laughs> so for some reason so he's weird. trying to cut shit, shit through his hand for some reason. You think they would teach a space marine this, you know? But no. 
Yeah, no, so we, we cut back to uh, Jill, who is awake now, um, bandaged up and everything like that, and she's like, where's Mo? God damn it, i got to save his life. You know, and she's knocking this baseball bat up against the side of the security guard's head. Like, get the fuck out of the way. You know, I have a mission. I have to save my man because that's what I do. That's because he's that's a bad bitch shit. on the block. Everyone else is like, no, 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 baby. And it, 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 it turned into a straight, it, it turned into a straight up street brawl on the block. Yeah. You know, she's like, no, so shit, shit, shit's going down to my apartment. I'm gonna go fucking take care of this. You know, meanwhile the rent but, cops yeah. are like, no, 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 no. <laughs> No, yeah, I got with, with this our fucking shit. baseball armor on, like our fucking baseball hats <laughs> that we call fucking security armor on, uh, they chase after. <laughs> they don't realize that the Mark 13 is kind of cheeky and learns how to work the doors, so they just open and close willingly on their own. So, of course, the one security guard's like, ah, oh, Jill, I'll save you, and he lands between the door and gets bisected, cut in half, causes him to fire off his gun and kill the other uh, security guards. Like, oh, I loved wow, it. I, oh, man. But <laughs> yeah. I loved it because now they start fun. giving us, like, Yes. Yeah. Now yeah, they start they giving us some sprawl. I, di- I dig it, you know. When they We're gave so, us you know, more, the gore was good. I just wish they gave us more happened. of it, you know. Like, like yeah. the, 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 the pervy guy getting killed earlier, you had blood spray everywhere, you know. This guy takes yeah. it, and yeah, he gets cut in half, and they don't give you entrails or anything like that. But, no, nah, it's, it's one of those 1990s, like, he gets fucking crushed. Shoots the other dude in the head, man, and it's like, all right, this is uh, this is where it's gonna go. It's a good time. Yeah, and it's and it's funny you say that because the original shot of the security guard through the open and closing doors was they actually shot, you know, did it, you know, we're planning it and we're gonna shoot it was, you know, pull, the um, Mark Thirteen was gonna come in, pull the security guard through, and then start doing the chainsaw to his fucking mm. body and his spine. To where you had all this sprawling intestines and stuff like that, and then his spinal cord dragging behind him as the Mark 13 was pulling him into the apartment, and that was what was supposed to get Jill into the apartment. You know, so they had more blood and guts, and you know, originally planned for this thing, but you know, they didn't, ha- you know, they didn't have the time for it, and then on top of that. You know, they were, um, the rating system was already going, you already got a ton of shit here. As you go oh, any further, you're yeah. going to get X, so you got to dial it back. Well, I mean, I mean, it's still good, you know, for what we got. You know, especially because you oh, see him yeah, still alive, just kind of like fucking moving his eyes and coughing up blood. I mean, it was fun. I liked it. Uh, you know, and that's when Jill gets through the room, discovers Moe's dead body, has no time to mourn because Mark 13 is not Leatherface. Look at me, I'm Leatherface. <laughs> you know, and, Sawing off the limbs of Mo because he can make fucking steaks and chili out of it. I was like, I don't know what the fuck that all about. Maybe you watched the, the Chainsaw Massacre at one point. <laughs> yeah. That's just a peppercorn. Don't worry about that. Secret in the meat. Famous chili for Mark 13. Uh, so Jill becomes a hacker at this point and hacks into a mainframe where she can get into the, the head of, of the killer robot, Mark 13, tries to talk to it. Uh, unsuccessful because all it does is just spout lines that Mo had said earlier as he looks like the worst fucking dead body ever. It's like, dude, come on. Like, you're just sleeping. You're not dead. <laughs> you know, Meanwhile, try to act dead. You know, leave your eyes open or something. Nah, no. <laughs> Start spouting shit like from the crow can't rain all the time. You know, in the rain. <laughs> all of a sudden it starts playing Hangman's Noose and all of a sudden it's like we're in the fucking crow universe or something. the reason. Um, what is it? T-Bird's at? But, uh, so she hits it with a baseball bat and then lures it into the bathroom where, like I said earlier, I think this is the best shot that you're going to get of, like, the burned up, you know, charred uh, Mark 13 as it throws her through the glass shower 
you know, and start strangling her again. It just, it really reminded me of like a Halloween or a Friday 13th, the way that they were doing it at this point. It's slasher style. Um, yeah. But Shade, who Absolutely. has been there earlier, manages to get through the double doors. You know, he kind of braces, because, also because he's tripping balls. So he's just like, fuck it, man. Like, I'll just get through those double doors, yeah. and, yeah. you know, I'm going to help well, save her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I was going to say, because the motherfucker's tripping on acid, man. You know, he saw him do a uh, stamp earlier in his f- funky little Asian oh, yeah. apartment that they keep. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, anyway, yeah, yeah, I think I would have avoided you know, the whole fucking situation, too, man. You know, fuck that. Yeah. You know? But, you know instead, yeah, I would have left it behind. I'm like, you know what? That's not even my girlfriend. Even though he's like, you know what? Uh, Mo, if you die, I'm totally going to be tapping it. So just let you know, mm. I take care of her when you're not around. Uh, so as soon as you're yeah. not, wink, wink, I'm going to be hit, like, you know, but no, he doesn't really do that so much. He's just a good friend, you know, so it's fine. And he has to be a good friend because yeah. he has the gun, uh, and he's going to try to shoot I think it's intimated Monty. that he's got the hots for her. You know, besides that, oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, sequence yeah. of, like, you know, I take care of her. You also have that scene where he couldn't talk to her. You know, he was, like, busy mm-hmm. stuttering around and bumbling over his shit. Yeah. Yeah, and no, the whole thing with her, there. Yeah. yeah, and the whole and the whole thing with the, the the ding and ditch at her apartment and all that kind of stuff. You know, possibly that was him, or possibly it was the weirdo across the street. But either way, you know, yeah, like you were saying, man. You know, shit's going down. You know, the Mark Thirteen is in there. You know, going all Jason Voorhees on her and throwing her into the shower. And you know, that, that couldn't have been shame. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it have been um, because it was happening. It was happening while he was out with uh, with what's his face, with Mo. Yeah. Uh, so, but okay. It is the ding and ditch. Mm-hmm. No, earlier, but yeah. So, so shades you know, with the gun hesitates at first to uh, shoot Mark Thirteen, but eventually he does. And then we discover uh, that M Night Shyamalan must have watched this movie and then came up with signs <laughs> because the only fucking away, that Mark Thirteen has. It's fucking water. Like, all of a sudden, like, the water hits Mark Thirteen. He's like, and he's fucking dying. Like, that's it. Water. I was like, wait, there's a young M. Night Shyamalan somewhere going, you know what? Aliens, water, I'm coming up with something. Set in Pennsylvania. Mel Gibson. Yeah, okay, I got it. I got it. Baseball bat. Don't forget the baseball bat. Oh, you know what? So this whole thing was so fucking messy. As far as, like, the mm-hmm. whole idea that water was the weakness for this creature. Now, I know yeah. multiple times throughout this film, we see the whole thing where Mark 13 is susceptible to moisture. And it causes a malfunction. <laughs> yeah. I That's why there's the a recall. Is what, but I thought Total that recall? was why the fucking thing was acting the way it was to begin with. I thought it was already damaged. From moisture, and that's how it like ended up in the fucking desert that it was in. I didn't realize the mm. entire time that they were like trying to hit you over the head with the fact that if you like a gremlin, if you get this thing wet, it'll fucking you know. Well, I guess like a gremlin, it does does something else entirely. But so in this case, you get this thing wet, and it, it's fucked. Like I did not realize that until it actually happened, and they put it in the shower, and I was like, oh shit, that's how you beat it. That's true. You know, and in most cases, when you get something wet, you also get fucked. Wink, wink, fellas. Yeah. From the king. Yeah. Like, like, like Mo Oh, hell yeah. You know, he's just rabid fucking jackhammer, you know, because he's been way too long with that sex. 
Uh, so, yes, Warner does <laughs> stop uh, Mark 13 finally. And then Joe grabs baseball bat and decides to go full-on office space, uh, beating the fucking printer in the fucking field. <laughs> you know, Feels just, good to be a gangster. Feels good to be a gangster. She's down on her fucking knees and she's punching it. And Shades is like, stop it, stop it. It's dead. You can't. She's like, shut up. Just punching the fucking shit out of the fucking pieces. And, you know, until Shades doesn't drag her away. Then she runs back and starts kicking it. Like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking office right. space. Oh, that is an awesome reference. <laughs> I just, that's all I can think about when I'm watching that is like fucking office space. Like they're beating the fucking printer to death. Like, you know, I was like, oh, no, this is fucking Mark 13. So, uh, so we end with that. With them, you know, weaving yeah, it the, the shreds. Like the singer? <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to change my name. He's the fucker that started it. um so with that being said mark 13 being vanquished we end with angry bob talking about oh hey uh so they're going to put the mark 13 into production 800 jobs are going to be created isn't that great folks (laughs) yeah fucking rob zombie shows up and traverses back into the desert more humans than human who i thought (laughs) in the beginning of the film was going to be an actual character in the film, but as we find <laughs> out, he is not really in the movie at all. That's why no, I said they, earlier, don't get don't get attached to this guy because he's not going to be around yeah. much. You know, if you were no, looking this, for a backstory. No, this this character actually ties into uh, the band Fields of Nephilim, and that is a character from their band, and the, which uh, the director of this video actually directed two of their videos, and he was bringing that character in. And his plan was he was supposed to bring a song from Fields of Nephilim into the soundtrack, but that was nixed because they wanted to keep with all um, studio sound stuff, so they had to bring stuff from Virgin Records, which was the, the company tied to this. So that's where all that comes from. Mm, okay. Yes. Fun fact. Yeah. I will say that you're right about that. Because I did not do the research into that. So thank you for that, monkey. That was great. <laughs> but anyway. And, so don't, and, don't, and don't bother actually listening to Fields of Nephilim because they pretty much just sound like a ripoff of the mission. <laughs> and if you don't know who the mission is either, then you're fine because you're right there with us. I don't know. Oh, fuck you. Okay. Oh, okay. We'll we'll have words about this on Friday. (laughs) I don't don't like industrial music or anything like that. I'm I'm good. I'm fine with that. The mission mission is goth music. The mission is 90s goth music. Okay. Well, yeah. No, they're not going to be any better than Sisters of Mercy. So I I don't care. So those are my goth kings. You know, oh, wow, it's funny you should say that, because guess what? Sisters of Mercy turned into the mission, which turned into the Mission UK. It's all the same band. <laughs> oh, well, then I probably like the mission then. Okay, so I found a new band. Yes! <laughs> all of a sudden, I'm a mission fan now, because I like Sisters of Mercy, and it all ties together. Anyway, so I'm going to have to Spotify that for tomorrow on my way to work. Listen to some mission. Uh, Anyway, so that was Hardware from 1990, directed by Richard Stanley next week. Uh, Ghoul, uh, I guess we're watching uh, Blade Runner next week, since the, the pick returns to you? No, 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 no. I'm going to say that Blade not yet, not yet. For, 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 for another time. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, maybe Christmas, something like that. Uh, no, Ooh, I think nice Christmas, uh, Well, I, I, know, I, I know this was not 
the eighties, but we've we've kind of been staying in like the, this kind of era. So I think I'm going to stick around there. Uh, I found a movie that I kind of want to I want to check out. I, I, I like some of the people in it. It is from 1982. Uh, it features Joe Spinell and Carolyn Monroe. Uh, a little movie called The Last Horror. Film. The Last Picture Show. Yeah, Last Horror Film. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what's it? Actually actually good sorry, what's it? So. What, what's it called? The Last Horror Film. Oh, okay, thank you. Yeah, 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 Spinell just after the success of Maniac, uh, which he also starred with Carolyn Monroe in the William Mustick 1980 movie. Two years later, he did this Mm -hmm. one, um, where he plays a cab driver. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. Uh, If you guys aren't familiar with uh, Joe Spinell, I recommend checking out Maniac uh, or Rocky or any number of 70s uh, movies that were made in New York that he appeared in almost all of them, including Taxi Driver, opposite Robert De Niro. I'm a huge Joe Spinell fan, so thank you for this pick. Uh, Take it to the zoo. really have a lot of fun. (laughs) We always like the zoo. What a a just great actor he was and and, uh, gone too soon. Uh, It's also called Fanatic. That's the other title for the last horror film, in case you can't find it underneath the last horror film, uh, Monkey. So that'll be next I, I week. Will send you guys, I, I will send you guys a link so that I, that I oh, know it's valid and fully functional and free. Sweet. Cool, that's, Sweet. All right, oh, that's cool. very nice of you. Thank that's you. awful swell. Okay. So, Dean, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of Hardware, and we'll be back next week to apparently it's going to be our final episode because we're going to be talking about the last horror film. So hopefully, <laughs> I mean, hopefully they made something. Well, well there are lots of horror films that – came before it that we still haven't but talked this is about. the last one. I think we're seeing. Ooh, see? There you go, Dean. I mean, we'll just have to talk about the first horror film. Yeah, we'll have to find that one and talk about that, which was 1898, Les Devel Castel, which is a French film called The Devil's Castle. Why I know this oh, stuff, that, I don't know. That, that, can be the, uh, that can be a future Dean pick. All right, so, Dean, thank you for being part of this week's episode, man. Oh, All right. Welcome. And go ahead and sign yourself sure. up, Monkey, as we close out the episode. Once again, I thank you for letting me come in your ear. And don't forget to go to freecomicbookday.com to find a participating comic book retailer near you. And while you're there, don't be cheap. Don't just grab some free comics. Buy some actual comics and help support your local indie comic book stores. Good night, everybody. All right. Very well. All right. Go ahead and sign yourself off. Uh, Cool. Let's close out the ninth episode. Well, first, I'd like to also say thank you to the monkey. Uh, speaking of free comic books, uh, I got like a delivery in the mail the other day, and I was like, "What the fuck oh, is this nice. giant box?" Uh, assuming it was a uh, you know something from from like yeah you know, one of my goose friends goose. Or, or some shit like that, <laughs> or, or goose, or I ordered a fucking poster or some shit. Uh, but but no, I uh, I saw the familiar handwriting on the on the cover, and I was like, oh okay, what's this? And uh, the the monkey sent me four issues of What If. Uh, which I fucking love What If Comics, Sick. and I just read the one the other day, and they're fantastic. They're so much fun. And, uh, and yeah, so so thank you, Monkey. Thank you again very much. And aside from that, it's everybody, cool, brother. stay scared. Have a good night. Oh, that's very sweet. And, of course, I love the ghoul's big box. Oh, oh yeah. I just love the big <laughs> box. <laughs> it just makes me feel like home when I'm there. <laughs> Sound like the Olive Garden, except sexier. But anyway, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, saying thank you so much for listening to this episode of Hardware. Until we come back next week for the last horror film, 
watch horror movies, keep America strong, hail Satan, hail Odorous, hail yourself, most importantly. And, of course, like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll say it at the end of the show, a woman's body is her own fucking business, so fuck off if you think that you have any say Hell. over what she does. Hell fucking yeah. <laughs> and with that, we'll see you back here next week. Good night, folks. May the have fourth be with you. Have a good one. <laughs>